This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Maher, it is no good. It was blocked. Samson Ebicom, I think, got his hands on it. Poor Brett Maher. He has all offseason to try to get right again, kicking extra points. Never quite seen anything like the yips on extra points. Like, that guy's good. Really good for a long time. Grant and Danny welcoming you back after the divisional round play all weekend. Four games, two of them ended up being ultra close and entertaining. The other two, Eagles dominating the Giants and the Bengals blowing out the Bills. Here to break it all down with us. Our guy, Jay Gruden, the former head coach of the Redskins, who's always very, very good with us on the show. Great insight, always entertaining. Jay, what's up, man? How you been? Doing good. You know, once you miss one three-foot putt, another one's coming, and then another one's coming. And I think that's what happened to the Maher. Oh, it was brutal. <laughs> Feels like it. I'll tell you, so before we even get into Maher and the other games, I wanted to ask you about this. The Bengals are moving on to take on the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Who do you think has been the key to the Bengals' success this year? Well, let me take it. Let me break it down to one guy, and that's the quarterback. Um, I, I don't think you really understand the impact that that guy has on that entire football team. But, but hang on, Jay. If, okay, so let's from let's a swagger say, standpoint. I mean, it's the quarterback. But let's say not Joe Burrow. Let's say another guy. Well, there is no other guy because if they didn't have Joe Burrow, they'd be zero seventeen. But think about running backs. <laughs> Samaj P. Ryan? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I didn't know how it was going to – I was like, oh, this might be force harder. it in there a little this bit. This might be yeah. harder than I thought. All right, now we'll circle back. Have you ever seen a kicker have the yips like Maher did? Has, have you ever come across that? Um, No. I mean, I've had kickers miss a few here and there, but uh, not like that. Not like four or five out of six extra points. That's unheard of. Start chronological order here, Jay, with that Jacksonville Kansas City game. Just give me your impressions from that, and and you know how big a deal is this injury to Mahomes, man? How does it change how you'd prepare? Well, I don't know. He came back and played. He's a tough guy. Obviously, Coach Reed addressed that. How tough he is. I think he's going to play. That was mobility, which makes him different, which makes him in a class by himself. If that's altered a little bit, that'll have an effect on the game, in my opinion. Um, Cincinnati has two defensive ends that can really put the heat on and can run. Uh, so they can corral them in the pocket a little bit easier, perhaps, and it allows the defensive backs to read the eyes and, and break on the football as opposed to playing plaster drills all day. So it could have a major impact if he can't move. Travis Kelsey, 17 targets, 14 catches. Uh, coming off of a career high with over 100 catches, by the way. First ballot Hall of Famer. Is he always open because he's excellent or because of the scheme, if, if you had to kind of lean in one direction or the other? I think a little bit of both, but mainly because he has a great feel and he understands when Patrick moves, he moves. Uh, he gets in his vision on scramble drills. He can find holes in zones. He can win in man-to-man. 
He can play big body ball. He can he can explode in and out of cuts effortlessly. Um, he beats man to man. He beats zone. He's just an all around great tight end. I've been mentioning this before that 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 type of player at that position, if you have one, is a huge difference maker. Like when we had Jordan Reed and he was doing all those things. If you don't have that guy, it's, it's very difficult. The teams with the really good tight ends, um, it, it is a great advantage for the offense. Jay Gruden with us here on GND. Go to the Jacksonville perspective here. They were kind of middling and, and got hot and started to play pretty good football towards the end. Give me just your, your general thoughts on them and where they go from here. Well, I think, obviously, arrow's pointing up for them. Uh, they have some one-year free agent type guys they'll have to address with uh, the tight end Ingram, a couple other guys on their offensive side of the football. Uh, but they have Kirk in-house. they got a good young quarterback. The offensive line's, I think, pretty much stable with Sheriff and the two tackles. Their defense, they did a great job of uh, making some roster moves and being competitive. So I think uh, they'll be good for a little bit. You know, I think the AFC South in general will be a lot better when Tennessee gets a quarterback and Indianapolis does some things with the draft and hopefully getting a quarterback. So, uh, But they're at the top of the division, in my opinion. How much did you study Jalen Hurts in 20 after you went over to Jacksonville, you know, that, that pre-draft process? And how surprised are you by his development? The Eagles blowing out the Giants 38-7. I mean, they just schemed them up, man, and Hertz was clinical. Yeah, we weren't crazy in the market for a quarterback, you know, because we, we were going to go with Minshew uh, at the time and maybe draft one later, and he was definitely – look. we were definitely looked at him in the third or fourth round. Um, but he, he's an exceptional player. I don't think anybody could really predict uh, how good of a passer he is and how he's turned out in his development as far as a drop-back pass considered. We all knew he could run. We all knew he could escape the pocket and do the things with his legs. But uh, the accuracy that showed, the anticipation uh, has really been amazing, in my opinion, the, the development he's had in a short amount of time. Now he's got great receivers, no doubt about it, but still you got to throw the ball with anticipation and accuracy, and he's done a great job. Jay, I was wrong. I thought the Giants would just be continue to be frisky and a, a pain in the butt to play, and they'd make it close. I thought Philly would win, but not like that. Uh, what you make of that game? Yeah, I, I kind of figured that would be the case. I just think Philadelphia is too strong, too talented at every position. They're better than the Giants at every position on the field. Uh, exception of maybe running back with Saquon. So um, there's out, man. Um, I think you got to be happy with the way the Giants have come on. They've shown some progress, and Daniel Jones hopefully has solidified his spot on that roster moving forward for that football team. So a lot, a lot of good things for the Giants. If they can just get Daniel Jones some help, they'll be a lot better off. But right now they don't have the personnel to match up with a team like Philly. Is that if you're running that show, you go into the offseason, is your priority just weapons, is wide receiver, tight end, does it matter? Yeah, for sure. They got to get him some speed, some uh, some people outside, tight end, somebody that can make some people miss and get some cre- get some separation. For goodness sakes, uh, but they have a great uh, you know the offensive line played a lot better than most people thought. Obviously, the running game is going to be uh, what they're going to lean on with Daniel and Saquon, and then defense I think shows some flashes being pretty good. They address the secondary as well, without a doubt. You touched on it with the Eagles, Jay, but man, that was impressive, and we kind of forgot, right? Because they hadn't done that in a month, basically, since the last time you know Jalen Hurts played in a competitive game that, that really mattered to them. They were really, really impressive. How much of that is was the Giants that they were just kind of better than, or how much of that is Philly really is that good? I think both. I think they're better than them, but I think Philly is really that good. You just talk about their offense. The quarterback is playing at elite level. Uh, they had two of the best receivers in the game. Dallas Goddard's one of the top tight ends in the game. And their offensive line is big and strong and powerful, and they can hurt you a lot of different ways. They're well-balanced attack. I mean, and they usually play with a lead, which makes them even more dangerous. And then defensively, they lead the they lead the country and lead the league in sacks. They get after the quarterback, and and they play well against the run. They got one of the top corners in the league, so their roster, top to bottom, is, is as good as anybody's. And it's showing, obviously.
Yeah, Howie Roseman can take a bow because I mean they they at one point about three or four years ago I was thinking oh they're old they have bad contracts they're about to go into a real rut. Next thing you know they make a few trades they got a ton of picks and by hitting on Hertz in round two it's completely changed everything for them. Jay Gruden is with us here on Grant and Danny breaking down the weekend that was in playoff football. Bengals, Bills, and Buffalo. This was not the game we thought it was going to be. We were expecting a, not only a shootout, but maybe more importantly, you know, a tight game that came down to the wire and Cincinnati just bludgeoned the Bills. What? Yeah. How were they able offensively with that line to hold up as well as they did? Because they were down three starters and everyone thought, including the odds makers, that that was going to really hurt them. A two-to-one ratio, man. They ran the ball two-to-one. <laughs> uh, they were able to run the ball effectively, which kept them in positive down a distance, kept Josh Allen off the field. They maintained drives. Josh Burrows, or Joe Burrows, is a stud. Uh, and they got playmakers all across the board. And defensively, you got to give credit uh, to that whole staff and, and the way they played. Eli Apple stepping up. Uh, the other corner stepped up. Bates is a great free safety. They get after the quarterback. Um, just all around beating and that was an impressive game by the Cincinnati Bengals and I can't wait for next weekend Jay tell me if you think I'm wrong here but Cincinnati should be favored this coming weekend they've I think they've won three straight times against uh, Kansas City and you mentioned the the injury to, to Mahomes and the way Cincinnati's playing right now I think they're the better football team am I nuts no, I don't think you're nuts at all. I mean, three in a row is three in a row. I don't care where they played, when they played, but they all were meaningful games, and Cincinnati won all three uh, in a convincing fashion. I mean, they weren't blowouts, but, I mean, they beat them pretty good. Up front, um, I think it'll be a problem uh, with Jones rushing the pass around Burrow. I think uh, the offensive line could be a problem for Cincinnati against Kansas City, but uh, if they can still maintain that balance offensively, keep Mahomes relatively off the field, uh, they'll have a great chance to win again, and I would pick them as well. Jay, the Bills have done nothing wrong but just have a great process and win a lot of football games and be good three straight years. But here Sean McDermott and Josh Allen are in familiar territory where inevitably you know, it's almost like you take more heat and you get more backlash when you're just really good and you lose than if you're going up and down on the seesaw and sometimes missing the playoffs. The noise starts to get louder on Allen, on McDermott. I mean, what do you think they need to get over the hump in Buffalo? Well, I don't think the noise should get loud on either one of them. They've both done a great job. If uh, They think they're going to replace Josh Allen anybody. that They're out of their mind. Josh Allen's one of the top four or five quarterbacks in the league, without a doubt. Um, he, he does miss some throws every now and then and have some head-scratching plays. But without him, that team is nowhere. So uh, they just got to continue to build. they got to get their pass rusher back. Von Miller killed them. Uh, the safety injuries killed them a little bit. Those are two key players on their defense. Uh, that relies on a good pass rush and, and good coverage, obviously. And uh, they just missed a couple key pieces, but uh, they just got to continue to build that defense a little bit and uh, make sure if, if Diggs leaves, they got to make sure they find another wideout. Yeah. And to clarify, I don't think anybody's on the hot seat. I just mean you get all these dumb shows that do all these dumb segments. The next thing you know, Josh Allen can't win the big game and Sean McDermott, you know, isn't going to get him to the Super Bowl. And, and that's more what I'm talking about in terms of, you know, the heat getting turned yeah. up. On those guys. Uh, Cowboys 49ers, final game of the weekend in San Francisco on Sunday afternoon. A 19-12 win for the Niners, despite the fact that Dallas did a good job against Kyle in the offense, I thought, and and really didn't allow the 49ers to make many explosive plays, but they won a defensive struggle. Yeah, Cowboys definitely played good enough on defense to win that football game. Offensively, they they, they just turned into... The Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, all year long. One week they're good, next week they're awful. One week they don't turn the ball over, next week they do. And they had another 
case of the turnovers. He threw two more picks and should have had three others. And uh, It's just uh, head-scratching to figure out why he makes those throws into coverage on basic stick routes. He's got to see the guy in front of him. He can't throw a, a, a comeback into the boundary and not see the corner sitting there. Um, you got to be able to see the throws, uh, make the throws, and unfortunately back at some crucial turnovers again, which cost him. Jay Gruden with us here on Grant and Danny. So Brock Purdy is going to be the fifth rookie ever to start a conference title game. How would you handle that if, if you were in charge? Do you do you sort of try to dumb it down for him because he's a rookie? Do you just kind of act as if this is all normal? Like, give me kind of the process to walk a guy through that who's quite literally never been there before. Well, obviously he's not a normal rookie the way he's playing and in clutch situations. You know, I still think you want to make sure you protect him with a good, strong running game like they do. They didn't ask him to do a whole lot. They're not going to ask him to go back and empty and drop back and throw it 15 to 20 times or uh, do some seven-step drops and wait for plays to develop. They're going to get him on naked bootlegs, like he hit Kittle on, on a one-handed catch. They're going to get him outside the pocket. They're going to throw a quick game, and they're going to get McCaffrey and, uh, and the rest of the guy and Debo Samuel involved in the running game and just keep him protected and make sure that uh, he doesn't beat him. Uh, they're going to make sure the Eagles beat him by uh, forcing them into some third and longs and getting after the quarterback. But if they stay in positive down distances, they'll be fine. How much of a of a slice of a percentage pie, so to speak, would you give to Purdy playing well as it pertains to like Brock Purdy's success in a world where you've got as good a play designer as there is in the league, and you got Mitchell and McCaffrey and Samuel running the ball, and you got uh, Kyle Uzcheck who's a Pro Bowl fullback and a Pro Bowl tight end, and Debo and Ayuk and Jennings at wide receiver. Not to mention the number one defense. Like I, I've made the case, he's got the best situation. We've seen for any quarterback, maybe ever, but certainly in a long time. How much credit does he deserve for how he's actually playing? Well, he deserves a lot of credit because he's still got to go back there, make the audibles, make the throws, handle the line of scrimmage or protections, uh, and not make the poor, terrible mistake that cost your football team. And he hasn't done that. You know, so who knows? Maybe going to Philadelphia with that crowd noise there and the pressure involved in that game, uh, that could have a major effect. Does he turn the ball over? Does he fumble a snap or two? Does he uh, screw up the snap count or what have you? Does he not get in the right audible? Uh, there's going to be a lot of things hitting him uh, against Philadelphia that he's going to have to handle and manage as a quarterback, but you still have to give him a lot of credit for what he's done so far. Jay, I want to ask you actually about uh, coaching in, in, in the postseason. Were you, were you a guy that would sort of stop things and go, you guys, it's the postseason, we got to pick it up, or would you try to treat it like any other week? Like the, uh, I'm watching, uh, I just finished watching Last Chance You on, on Netflix, right? And this junior college coach stops practice every five seconds and is screaming at everybody, if you do this one little thing, we're going home, it's the playoffs, bah! like raising the intensity level. Is that the way you go about it, or is it just a, hey, man, we're just going to do our thing and just have, have another week of practice? I think it depends on the guys. Obviously, if you make it this far, you're going to have a great stable of guys, a core nucleus of solid veteran players that can handle this type of pressure. And uh, so you rely on your players, really, the veteran guys to bleed uh, by example. You expect the rookies to make sure they have, are totally focused and ready to go for each day of practice, uh, all the meetings, um, and make sure they're ready to go. Um, if you have to yell at a guy at this stage, this late in the year, uh, you're probably not going to have a chance. I think these guys are all professionals, and they're in good shape, and they're going to be ready to go on both sides. 49ers-Eagles in Philadelphia will be the first of the two games this weekend on Championship Sunday. Uh, we kind of you painted with a broad brush about the matchup a little bit, but dive into it. I mean, who would you pick to win that game? I'm thinking of Philadelphia. I just think at home it's a great advantage over there in Philly. I played there many a times, and it is a great home field advantage, and I think Jalen Hurts in that offense is – uh, going to put a lot of pressure on those corners in San Francisco. And 
And obviously they're going to have to bring a safety down and try to stop the run, and that'll open up A.J. Brown and Devontae. So I just think I, I like the Eagles, what they're doing right now. And defensively, they can get after Purdy more so than any team they've seen so far this year. So it'll be a great test for them. I know Trent's going to protect one side. Uh, McGlinchey does a good job on the other side, but they have some interior Fletch, uh, Fletcher Cox and some interior rushers that will give them problems. So I'm taking Philly. Jay, you hinted at it um, in the Cincinnati-Kansas City matchup that you might like Cincy, but what's the key for Kansas City here? Is it as simple as if Mahomes can move around like himself, or is there another way that you would say, hey, this is this is their path to getting a W? Well, offensively, they are what they are. I mean, they, they get – Pacheco's giving them a good boost as far as running the football and giving them some balance. But Mahomes is, is, is a different breed. He, he gets out of the pocket and makes throws that nobody else. He made two jump passes last week I've never seen before. You know, he throws one sidearm down by his ankles. I mean, uh, you, you can't really prepare for that. You've got to make sure you stay on your guys, play a great vision in the secondary. And then defensively, they're going to have to figure out a way to keep uh, Burrow one-dimensional if that's what you want to do and try to stop the run. Uh, the running game was very impressive last week against Buffalo. Uh, but still, if you can force Burrow to throw it, teams like Baltimore, some other teams have really gotten after him and made it tough for him. Jay Gruden on Grant and Danny. A couple of moments left with us here on the Fan Weekly Appointment throughout the postseason every Monday at 5 o'clock to discuss the games we've been watching. So, Jay, last hour we actually talked about this, and, and I kind of hated it going in because it, it feels like something you'd see on a, on a bad TV show in the middle of the day on a net, you know, network television. But – I have long kind of thought Dak Prescott, who I really like as a dude, is just overrated. And I think he's fine. I think he's pretty good. But yesterday was ugly, obviously. He was incredible a week before that. This isn't just reactionary to yesterday. But we played a game called Dak Orr, and we tried to figure out where we would rank him in the NFL among quarterbacks right now. Danny Adam, like around 12th or 13th, I think. I had him at 17th, which is really, it felt low. But I want to ask you, 2023 season, you need one of these two guys as your quarterback. Would you take Dak or this guy? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Dak or Jared Goff? Oh, my God. I, I'm, taking, I'm taking Jared. You're taking Jared? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I took him as well, for the record. Dak or Kyler Murray? I'll take Dak. Okay. Dak or Matt Stafford? If he's healthy. Like, this is... He comes well, I'm back. I'm taking healthy he's... Stafford for sure. I, I'm taking a guy with that kind of experience and arm talent. I'll take Stafford. Uh, Dak or Lamar? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'll take uh, I'll take Lamar. Dak or Kirk? Well, you got to you know I got to take Kirk. Okay. You have I mean, to, or you want to, or <laughs> you, you can do whatever you want, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take Kirk. All right, Dak or Brady? Well, right now I take Dak. Okay, so you have Brady lower down the list. Uh, all right, couple well, I mean, more here. He's not low. He's, he's 46. I don't know how many years he's no, going to play. If I got Dak for the next but, 10 but, years. But I mean, when I, you'll understand what I'm saying in a second. Dak or Goff? You already said Goff. I already did. Sorry. Uh, Dak or Carr? I'll take Dak. He can move a little better. And then the last one is Dak or Tua? A Dak. All right, I lied. Dak or Daniel Jones? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'd probably still take uh, Dak. Okay. So then you've got him closer maybe the Danny range, like around maybe it looks like 14th. Because I'm assuming the top seven we had was Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Rogers, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence. Like those guys are in their own tier. So that's fair, yeah, right? Yeah, I wouldn't quite put Trevor up there yet. I think Trevor's still – Trevor and Dak are kind of in a similar spot in my opinion. All right, so so you got Lawrence lower. So then – so you got 
It looks like maybe about a dozen guys at a deck. So, all right, he's got him in that same range. In that range, yeah. Some interesting... I mean, even Herbert, too. I think Herbert's down there, too. I, don't, I wouldn't put Herbert up there yet, either. I mean, Herbert hasn't really won any critical games, has he? I mean, Dak at least won a playoff game this week and uh, or last week. and No, that's questionable. All right, so so you got Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Rodgers, Hurts as the top the five. Oh, got it. And then yeah. you move Herbert and Lawrence. Yeah, we're crowning those guys. Them, the rest of them can jockey out, rebound, get, get to rebound. But the top five are the top five. We, we uh, Danny and I just graduated Herbert and Lawrence already. We just moved them. We're along. just so enamored with young quarterbacks that aren't like tripping over it's, themselves. That's <laughs> what happens when you when you watch football in DC for thirty years. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Always appreciate it, Jay. We will talk to you next week. Always fun. You got it. Thank you, guys. See Jay you, Gruden on Grant and Danny here on the fan. Love catching up with him each and every week on the show. Back at it with him five o'clock next Monday. All right, next. How about we look back at what life might have been like if Washington didn't pick second and they picked first, which almost happened. Joe Burrow, man, could have been a commander. What might that look like? And also, speaking of Burrow, is he on the brink now of being the guy, the face of everything in the NFL? The Bengals could beat the Chiefs again, Danny. Two straight years, they could get to the Super Bowl. Again. What would that do for the Burrow legacy? Grant and Danny on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.